Many are getting rich. Many are failing. And many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is a senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Okonifa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servant. And now, today's message. Oh, lift up your voice wherever you are, just begin to bless the Lord. Just begin to find some lovely words to present to the Lord now. Lift up your voice wherever you are, just give Him worship, just give Him praise. He never stops, He never stops working. He never stops, he never stops working. Someone begin to confess, my God, you never stop working. My God doesn't stop working. My God is always working. My God is always working. The God of Abraham is The God of overcoming nation is always working. Someone lift up your voice and just give it worship. You are mighty. Yes, that is who you are. You are awesome, that is who you are. You are the miracle worker. You are the way picker, miracle worker, promise keeper. You are the light in the darkness. Ashabalabaton de la Gadia Jesus Christ. Last Sunday, um, the man of God, my father and the Lord, Dr. Ben Pakim, and he made some prophetic declarations over our lives. Glory to Jesus Christ. The Bible says, Paul told Timothy that he, that he said that concerning the prophecies that have, that have gone ahead of you through the laying on of my hands, that you by them might wage a good warfare. Meaning prophecy is for war. Tell somebody prophecy is for war. Is I said look at somebody beside you and tell the person prophecy is for war. Prophecy is for war. Lift up your right hand. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. How many of you remember the prophetic word? What was the word? What was the word? Come on, shout it. What was the word? Everybody who can remember it and shout it, your increase is coming speedily. Those who are now struggling to remember, I am praying for you. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. And he made a declaration that there's going to be an increase in the numbers. There's going to be an increase in, increase in, the, in the choir. There's going to be an increase among the ushers. There's going to be an increase among the heart warmers. There's going to be an increase among the technical people. There's going to be an increase in the number of cars. I don't know whether your car was part of them. He said there's going to be an increase on every side. And so we are going to wage war without word. And we are declaring a father in accordance to the word of your servant. Let there be an increase in overcomers nation. Let there be an increase. 
of Jesus Christ. Listen, there is a stirring. And if you are ready for a supernatural increase, God is bringing it to you. I said, God is bringing it to you. I said, God is bringing it to you. Yesterday, I received two testimonies. And one of our dear sisters, our sister uh, called Elizabeth, she started a national service way back in the last year, somewhere around October, November, thereabouts. I think November. But because there was a problem with her pussy, her pussy was shaved. So the first three months of her work, when she uh, it, it took it took three months for them to make rectify the changes in the system, and so she started receiving a ounces salary because what they pay national service. I don't think that is salary. She started receiving a stipend uh, from I think February. So my God, is this something you need to be rebellious to the devil? You need to say that enough is enough. You need to say that I refuse to accept no for an answer. And so her, her income, the stipend for November, December, January were not coming in. And so she came to see me about it or she sent me a text message that we should start in prayer. When she went, they told her that because of what had happened, she should forget about it. Forget about her three months. How much is the thing that you give the three months together? It should be taken, it should be taken away. So we are praying, we are praying, we are praying, we are praying. Just today she sent me a message. Approval has been given. Now, let that money be released for her. Let that money be released for her. There was another one from our sister, God liver, and she also had some her money zip with some her dollar zip with a certain embassy. And we're playing last the last day with them, my God. Last the last day with them. But she said she sold the seed even um Elizabeth also sold her seed. She sold her seed. She sold in prayer. And then she said, Last, according to God, liver. The last, she sold her seed of 20 Ghana cities on account of that miracle that the money should be released. She said that just, uh, I don't know whether today or yesterday, she said, said that the money is available. It is breathing. It is breathing at, at the embassy. And she said that she will not even let her tomorrow. Nah, she's going to collect her something. What do you think? My God, my God, my God. Listen, there is a season of increase that has been released. Anything that is yours that the devil has stolen, there's going to be a release of it for you. I said there's going to be a release. Opportunities that have been blocked, they are going to release for us. Uh, say in the name of Jesus, say, My father, my father, I am firm that I am in my season uh, of supernatural increase. Any demonic entity that has eaten up uh, my harvest uh, and blocking uh, my increase uh, as I pray, we are scattered. As for me, I will walk uh, in my increase. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice and begin to pray. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Clap your hands and pray. Release yourself into the position of supernatural increase. What was not working before, it shall begin to work. What was not working before, it shall begin to work. In your season of increase, everything works. Everything works. Everything works. I am son of a man. Repent and say, Mount Shabbat 
Lift up your right hand, say, My God never stops working. Lift up that right hand and say, With boldness, my God never stops working. The God that I worship, He doesn't sleep, He doesn't slumber, He never stops working. Because His works have finished in my life. His works concerning my prosperity have been finished. And those works. They keep working. They keep working. They keep working. They keep working. They keep They keep working. They keep working. And they produce results. They are work in the manifestation of these results. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. Somebody give the Lord some praise right now. Oh, give the Lord a shout of rain and a clap of praise. Hallelujah. Jesus, your Lord. Lift up your right hand one more time. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare my heart is open. My mind is ready to receive with humility the word of God that can change my story. Say, tonight, I will hear from you and my life will be upgraded in Jesus' name. Somebody shout a big amen. Give a clap of friend to the Lord. Shake three people around you and beside you. And then take your seat in the presence of the Lord. Shake somebody now. Shake somebody. Look for another person. Go ahead and shake the person. Go ahead and shake the person. Please, obedience is better than sacrifice. Hallelujah. Madam, get up. Get up. Get up. I said, go ahead and shake somebody. Glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You see, people don't understand how God works. People don't understand how God works. Glory to Jesus Christ. Take your seats. Let me tell you something. You see, one of the ways you express love, especially love for God, is through obedience to Him. Amen and amen. It's through obedience to Him. When you hear a word from God, a word in the house of God, it is, most, it is the most powerful thing in life. And when you love God, you obey His word. Jesus said that very clearly in John chapter number 16. Uh, chapter number 17 glory to jesus christ so if you want to you as, as you express your love for god that is where you begin to see his power at work in your life last sunday the day of the apostolic visitation i woke up and I, it seemed as though one of my one of my feet was being turned into two i could feel the pain over there there had been a sprain actually on saturday whilst we were working i felt it whilst we we're doing something i reviewed it and it seemed to have gone but when i woke up uh, in the morning uh, i think just after i'd left off the work and i'd gone into the office and i started feeling it progressively and it was getting from bad to worse so those who saw me early in the morning saw that i was limping i was limping i was limping i could not walk straight I could not walk straight, but all of that, I was doing that in faith. I could have said that because of the pain that I am feeling. Let me relax. I'll sit down and be telling people what to do or be giving orders. But no, I have been called to serve God. Hallelujah. I have been called to serve God, not to serve pain. I, I wish you get And so I decided that no, because I love God, I must take a step. And do you know the amazing thing? The more I was limping on it, I was carrying things and then moving around the things I couldn't do. I would just tell, tell somebody, come and let's get this done. As I was doing it gradually, the pain started diminishing. The pain started diminishing. It was even an amazement that I could even come and preach on Sunday morning because the kind of pain that I was going through. Look, obedience to God is what brings the miraculous. 
obedience to the word of God, when you receive a divine instruction, don't sit there and think that, oh, I will do it if I want, I will do it if I don't want. No. You cannot, demand, you cannot refuse to be obedient to God or love God and then expect his intervention at the other side. No, it doesn't work that way. Consistency in your obedience is, uh, uh, is an expression of the reality of your love. Are we together? So if you really love God, you will continue to obey God. Praise God forevermore. Today, may the Lord give you insight into his word. I said, may the Lord give you insight into his word. Father, we are grateful to you. Thank you for another opportunity to receive from you. All these lips of clay are yours now. Holy Ghost, take complete control. Anoint these lips of clay. Let them minister as oracles unto your children. Let your word be in season to bless, to lift, to heal, and to deliver your children. Thank you, Father, that we are heard in Jesus' precious name. Somebody let your amen sound like thunder. This month of September, God has really been good to us. Amen and amen. God has really been good to us. God has really been good to us. And I've seen it in, the, in, in this ministry. I've seen it in the life of individual members about how God has been gracious to us. And one of the reasons I believe uh, God's grace is being manifest is because we are talking about his love. We are talking about his love. This month of August, we set our hearts to love God. We set our hearts to love God. I don't know how many of us constantly remember the words that God speaks to us. But you see, these are the keys for us to walk in the fullness of God. If you forget the word of God, you forget the instructions of God. Brother, sister, please forget about seeing the fullness of God. The fullness of God is connected to obedience to his word. Glory to Jesus Christ. And so Second Thessalonians chapter number 3, the verse number 5, Paul prays for the church in Thessalonica. And he said that the Lord directs your heart into the love of God and into the patient waiting for the Lord. I told you that these two phenomena are in uh, some uh, one of the earlier services that these two often walk together. The love of God and the patient waiting on the Lord or waiting for Jesus Christ. Waiting for the coming of the Lord Jesus. Brothers and sisters, please, one of these days, all that we are doing is going to make sense. All that we have been saying is going to make sense one of these days. All the sacrifices that we are making to show our love for God is because we are waiting for him. One day he's coming. Jesus said he will come again. And the reason why we keep serving, we keep loving the Lord, is not because of the miracles. The miracles, healings, testimonies, they are byproducts of the prime products. They are byproducts of the prime products in pharmaceuticals. When you are manufacturing a drug, there are various processes. And in the processes, you have the main product, the main finished work that you are looking at. But as on the way or in the process of making a finished product, there are some other products that are produced, which sometimes are not even added or are not a part of um, the final product. So these ones are called the byproducts. The byproduct, the byproduct. Whenever you are you are you are you are you are distilling um you are distilling uh, fuel, there are various various levels of distillation, and uh, until you uh, for, towards uh, getting the actual fuel that you are looking for, but there are other products that are produced alongside. They are not the real product. But in some cases, for instance, in the distillation of fuel, you realize that even the byproducts are useful. 
The byproducts also are able to produce something beautiful in the lives of our humanity. We have even what we call LPG gas. It is not a prime product. It was a byproduct. Why? Because they were, they were refining fuel. And they found out that ah, in the refining of fuel, a gas is produced that can also be used as fuel. So it was a byproduct. It was useful, but the initial intention was not that it was not the original plan. We have bitumen, which is what we call quota. It is a byproduct of the, of, of the processing of fuel. Super diesel. But bitumen is not the original product. But later they saw that bitumen can be used for roads. It was a byproduct that has become useful. Similarly, in our walk with God, there is a real reason for us walking with God. And it is the patient waiting for the coming of Jesus so that we will be transformed into the real image of God. Into the real image of Christ. The Bible says that we, uh, we are going to be conformed unto his image. Unto his image, as so that he will be the firstborn amongst many brethren. The glory that we saw in Jesus when he resurrected, so that he could move, he could enter into rooms that are locked. He could transport himself in split seconds. He was walking with a body that was not made of blood. And the Bible said that the miracles that he was producing were even more than when before, that were more than before he died. And this is the glorified state. And that is what we are waiting for when mortality shall put on immortality when um when that which can die corruption will put on incorruption that is the seven hope and the expectation of every child of god and so paul in his teachings always connects this uh, patient waiting with something that is of vital importance the love of god he prays for the church, not for them to be waiting for miracles. If, as you look through the scriptures, it is only once that you see a prayer for miracles. And that was in the book of Acts chapter number 4, when the church was being persecuted, and they prayed that the Lord would stretch forth his hand, that he might work signs and wonders by the hands of his holy prophets, in the name of his holy messengers, in the name of Jesus Christ. Apart from that, you never see anywhere in the scriptures where there's a prayer for miracles where there's a prayer for the power of God to manifest. But one thing you consistently see is that your love about the love of God, the love of God, Matthew 24 verse number 12, he said that because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wash cold. In the book of Revelation chapter number 2, you read the verse number 7, the verse number 8, he cries out to them that they should return to their first love. In Jude 1 verse 20, he said that keeping yourself in the love of God. So the love of God is a vital thing. Second Thessalonians 3 verse 5. He prays for them that their hearts will be directed into the love of God and the patient waiting for Christ, waiting on the Lord. The love of God is a major theme in the Bible. It's a major consideration in the scriptures. Jesus said, loving God is the most, the first, number one, the principal, the primary, the one that should be given us most importance, the first commandment. And he says, it is also the most important commandment. The most important commandment. So anything that you do not do by love is fickle. 
Anything that you do not do by love has no value. Anything that you do not do by the love of God is irrelevant. The Bible tells us that faith works by love. So even faith is powerless if it is not motivated by love. Faith does not produce results if it is not motivated by love. First Corinthians chapter number 13. He said, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels that have no love. The word love over there is from the Greek word agape. Agape. And that word agape is a word that comes up the love of God. He said that though I speak the tongues of men and of angels, but have no love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. He said, though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I will remove mountains but have no love, I am nothing. Look at what he says in the verse number 3. He said, though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor. Can you imagine that? Even though, so you can do things and it will still, there will still not be love in your heart. And he's saying that they are useless. Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned. Wow. The first time I read this, as a young Christian, I was like, how does this work? How can somebody give their body to be burned uh, and still not love? Until I realized that people like to do things for sure. Somebody would rather die and be popular and use the death for popularity. Not necessarily because the person has a real love for people of real love for humanity. Are we together? Is that though I give my body to be burned, though I give my body to be burned and I have no love, it's a, it is useless. It is. It profits me nothing. I pray for you today. Whatever you are doing in the house of God, and whatever you are doing in this world, may it be motivated by the love of God. I said, may it be motivated by the love of God, so that it will bring profit into your life. The love of God. And so I began sharing with you on the subject. Loving God promotes destiny, and we share several thoughts. Several thoughts, several thoughts. As we're talking about the love, I took you to the book of Revelation, chapter number 2, where Jesus speaks to the church in Ephesus, and he tells them to return to their first love. They should go back to their first love. They should go back, uh, verse number 4, rather, Revelation 2, verse number 4. He said, nevertheless, have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left your first love. In talking about the love of God, I decided to look at various references to the love of God. And one of them was in this area. He said, I go back to your first love. This was a church that basledded. So I shared with you on backsliding. And this was important because at the end of the message, talking about uh, the love of God promotes destiny, I gave you certain warnings that the scriptures and the spirit of God gave us concerning the love of God. That you see, you can start out loving God today, but that, that is no guarantee that you, love, you continue loving God tomorrow. You can start out with the love of God in your heart. You can start out as a servant Christian, but you may still end up backsliding if you don't position yourself well. Jude one twenty one, keep yourself in the love of God, meaning you can you can lose yourself from there. You must deliberately work to maintain your love. You must work to maintain your love. There is a battle for your heart. There's a battle for your heart. He said, my son, give me your heart. Incline thy words to my things. So it, it means that the heart can be stolen. 
The heart can be stolen because iniquity shall abound. The love of many shall wash cold. Matthew 24, verse number 12. First John chapter 15, verse 17. He tells us of the main competition going on here. It's a love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. What do you love? Is your love the love of the Father or is the love of the world? Is it the love of the Father or the love of the world? Look, there is a love for humanity and there is a love for God. There is a love for the things in this world and there is a love for God. And God is telling us that don't mistake it. Don't mistake it. Don't mistake it. Look, I've seen Christian sisters who left the things that they were doing for God just because of a certain Christian brother. I've seen Christian brothers who forsook their callings and their ministries in the house of God just because of a Christian sister. There was a certain young lady who was living a very wild life until she get, she got to know the Lord. When she got to know the Lord, very powerful, anointed woman of God. She even got to the point where she rose up the ranks in the church. She was still a young believer, but because of her fervency, the pastor of the church decided that he was taking her as his peer or as his secretary. And so she was going on and he was working on discipling her. And then she got, there was another brother who had been in the church for many years before her. So and he was in charge of the of uh, of one of the departments in the church. So let's say the media in the church. And so in the course of time, the pastor had uh, this uh, brother who is handling the media or that department has started having a relationship with this young lady, and they are and they, and they, were, they were doing certain things. So. The pastor, knowing this gentleman very well, and knowing where God was leading him to, he called the pastor, and uh, the, he called the young man, and he said, um, my brother, you have been in this church for some time. I know you, and I love you, and we have worked together, and God is building something in you. God is also doing something in our sister, but I know her background, and I know her devils, and I think this thing may not go the way we want it to be. The brother did not take heed to the voice of the man of God. Today as we speak, they both have left the church. The girl said, I know she's leaving the church. And <laughs> said, it's just like a video that I watched. A certain lady was talking to her boyfriend. And they had gone to visit uh, some of their friends. And I think something happened. And so she was very angry. She said, that I'm stepping out of this door. And I'm going to count to seven. If you don't come, it is forever. I'm gone and you are gone. So she was there. One, two, the brother. By the time we got to the seven, brother man was outside. He had left all his friends to follow the girl. Power of a woman. Is it the weakness of a man or the power of a woman? Something did this well. Amen and amen. So I'm just trying to let you know that there are zero kinds of love. Various kinds of love, and that is what First John is trying to tell us, that love not the world. Love not the world. Something can fill your heart. In fact, as we are, I'm speaking to you right now, where is your heart? Where is your heart? Is your heart in getting some personal fame, the pride of life? Is your heart is getting some financial uh, elevation, the, the love of the things of this world? Love not the world. Love not the world. So this is something that can battle with our love. And if this thing begins to get into our hearts, the next thing that comes is backsliding. Is backsliding. 
is backsliding. That means that now we begin to slide away from what God has called us to. And we, that is when God will now be calling us that let us return back to our former works. Let us return back to our former works. He said, I have this one. I know your works. He said, I know how you have labored for me. I know how well you have done. And see, anybody that God calls to return back to him is because the person has been very good in the Lord. It means that the person has done a lot of great things. And if God asks me to come and share with us on the subject of backsliding, that if even nobody at all, at least one person in the church, God is saying that the way you used to do the things you do, you are not doing them anymore. So come back. Come back. Come back. Come back. And I believe that it is not just one person, but there are several of us that we can do better. We can do better. We can do better. Not just in the things that we do, but in the way that we do the things we do. In the way that we do the things we do. Sometimes when we are backsliding, it may not be that, uh, it is that you have stopped doing some things, but now the heart with which you do them. That's why First uh, Corinthians chapter 13 is there for an example. I can give my body to be burned and yet not have love. Yet not have love. He said, Do I prophesy? So prophesying, laying on some people, receive visions, manifesting spiritual gifts, really, it's not, a, it's not a full measurement of our level in God. It's not a measurement of our spiritual maturity. No. Ability to speak Buzanga like tongues. Buzanga like again. There are some tongues when you speak, even the microphone and the speakers, they begin to radiate with power. Something begins to shake in them. My God. Shakatabaya. As if you have some of us, the boys who say, Mama, 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 look at this small boy in the Lord. Look at this small boy in the Lord. But my Mama and my Dadada, which has love for God, is better before the Lord than somebody's Busanga without the love of God. Glory to Jesus. And I share with you something that can cause us to backslide. Offense can cause you to backslide. Offense can cause you to backslide. Christian surprises when something that you least expected to happen happens to you in Christ. And you're like, ah, I thought God was in this world. I thought God was with me. And then you begin to backslide. When certain expectations are not met as you thought. Listen, understand that anything can happen. You need to understand that and learn how to forgive yourself when you, I call them Christian surprises. Christian surprises. When it's as though certain people, I know somebody, uh, he literally lost it when he lost a loved one. Uh, a relative of his was diagnosed with cancer. We prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed, prayed and prayed and prayed. It seemed as though she got better a bit and then boom, uh, there was, uh, uh, the cancer came back again. Pray, pray, pray. My God, this, 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 this young brother could go into a, a forest and he pray for 12 hours, praying for healing for this relative. Not once, consistently pray, 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 pray. In the course of time, this relative died. Died. It's as though the end of your faith was not met. And that's what the Bible says, hope deferred means the heart sick. Sometimes when you are expecting something so strong, and then it's just as though the thing is coming, and then, fui. Oh, there's a scientific word called fui. <laughs> How many of you have heard that word fui before? That thing just dissipates, and you are like, am I dreaming? No, 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 let me, no, no, this is not happening. This is not happening, but it is happening. 
It is happening. It is happening. Glory to Jesus Christ. I don't know why this example is coming in my brain. Let me, should I or should I not? Should I or should I not? This one is not a spiritual show. But there was a, a dear young lady and she used to have dreams about a certain brother. And in all the dreams you see that they were married, they had three children. He saw the house that they were living in. And so she was believing God. I thought she was believing God. And she continued believing God. As one day she was in the world, she was in church and the brother was marrying another lady. <laughs> believing God. And it shook her world. Because, you know, and, and, and listen, it's funny, but it is not as funny as it, it, it sounds. Because for her, it's as though, let's say, and for her, she believes in her dreams. Most of the time, God speaks to her through her dreams. And so, she has these dreams, and it's as though God is speaking to her. And then, <laughs> are you understanding me? If she's not careful, she can backslide. Because now, even when God is showing another thing, you know, this kind of dream thing that they have been talking about, <laughs> let me, let me, let me think. Let me, let me go and see how I can, how I can build myself. I can do, glory to Jesus Christ. That many, I don't know, but I believe that God is speaking somewhat, but there are many examples that are coming in my spirit, but I want to continue the message. This is, all this is just, uh, introduction to the actual message. Glory to Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So, in the light of the fact that our faith or our love for God can be attacked, we need to learn something from Jude. Open your Bibles with me to the book of Jude, chapter number one. Jude has only one chapter. And we'll read just two verses. Introductions to the message that the Lord has put on my heart for you today. Jude 1, 20 and 21. He said, By you, beloved. Glory to Jesus. We are going to do it this way. I will read the verse 20 and all of us. Read the verse 21 together. Glory to Jesus Christ. Ah, today the thing is working. I was going to say that don't project the scripture. So that all those who didn't bring Bibles or Bibles or Biblos, depending on the language you are using. Glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Yes. Joseph, what's the French word for Bible? La, like, la, la Bible. La, la Bible. La Bible. La Bible. Glory to Jesus. Madam, you cannot even say, uh, oh, and you are there laughing at me. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. So, oh, I, I, are we ready? Are we ready to read? So I'm going to read a verse 20 and then you read a verse 21. So ready, go. One. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, pray in the Holy Ghost. Go. Oh, come on, read. Praise you don't know how to read. Oh, you're thinking too much. Let's go back. Let's take it together as Christians. Ready? Let us read. Read aloud. Read aloud. I, I, don't, I think maybe let me just... <laughs> I'm wondering whether that was even a good idea. Hallelujah. But keep yourself. Somebody say, keep yourselves. Say, I must keep myself. No, say to you, this Bible, God speaking to say, I must keep myself in the love of God. He said, keep yourself in the love of God. And did you see it again? We're looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Again, you see the waiting for the Lord, the second coming of Christ, or the, the soon coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the end thereof, the main, the main reason for which we are serving God, the main reason for our Christianity, the coming of the Lord, what is going to come happen to us after Jesus Christ comes. You must keep yourself in the love of God. This is very instructive. It means that if you are not careful, you will not remain in the love. If you are not careful, you know, remain in the love. To keep yourself is a conscious effort. It's a conscious decision. It's an intentional action. Keep yourself in the love of God. Look, over the few years that I've been serving God, I have seen many who were serving God with me, and one day they just got up and they disappeared. They put down all their tools. They did not even care what will happen to the brethren. They did not care what will happen to the work of God that they are leaving me. Some of them thought they were doing something to me. They were doing it to punish me. We used to have people who were handling the media, and then they just disappeared, leaving everything, not caring. Whether they thought they were doing something to me. Some of them stopped doing visitations and uh, uh, inviting and uh, people to church, and they thought that, oh, because of that, there's going to be a collapse. And so I have seen people who started with the Lord, and today are no longer with the Lord. I've seen people started very vibrant in the things of God and today they are no longer with the Lord. You see, and some of them, when they were doing it, they thought they were right. One of the biggest deceptions that the devil can give you is to cause you to think that you are right in your thinking and in your thinking which is against the advancement and the work of God. Any thoughts and any decisions any thought that you have, any decision that you make, that does not lead to the construction of the body of Christ is a, is a sign of backsliding. It's an evidence of deception. It's an evidence of deception. No matter how justified you may think that you are. Any thought, any action that does not help Jesus in what he said, I will build my church. And the gates of Hades shall not prevail over it. It is as an act of backsliding. Forget about your tongues. Forget about your tongues. Brother, he's saying that we should be perfect. He said, I know my servant, Abraham. He will command his household after me. And then he tells him that he should walk before him and be thou perfect. God is calling us to perfection. In the New Testament, he says that we should be blameless in all things. So, please, don't say that because you are doing this, it gives you the right not to do this or to do all this other thing wrong. No, brothers and sisters, God wants us to be perfect, whole and complete. Whole and complete. I have seen brothers and sisters who have just slidden away, slidden away, slidden away. Some of them produce, give me a great deal of, I don't talk about some of these things, but they are realities. Some of them produce me pain. Some of them brought tears. I've cried because of Christian brothers. People that have sacrificed, I've lost a lot of money because of Christian brothers. I've lost a lot of things because of Christian sisters. I'm sacrificing to be there for people. Sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night, sometimes you are doing strange things and there's, it is not for any profit or anything. And then these ones will go and stand behind you and speak as against you and tell other people that they should leave you and tell other people that this man is not helpful and yet they have enjoyed help they have enjoyed help there was one brother like that so he was telling another brother that oh this there's no help here there's no help here yet that brother has enjoyed several thousands and thousands those days when thousand was really thousand <laughs> of cities of help 
And you know what? After he had done that, I helped him again. He didn't know that I knew what he had said. Today, we don't see him anywhere. And you know the amazing thing? I'm still looking for him to help him. Because vengeance is of the Lord. He said that when you do these things, you are throwing coals of fire on their head. It's not because I want to throw coals of fire. No. <laughs> but then they say scripture cannot be broken. So if you don't repent, it becomes coals of fire. <laughs> when you repent, it becomes salvation unto you. But then I hope you're understanding me. We are talking about the love of God. When you love God, you serve God. And when you serve God, you give Him quality service. It is brothers and sisters, sometimes I see how uh, we do something for God. And I wonder whether we really love God. Whether we really love God. Because sometimes as so, we don't want to give Him the quality. We don't want to give Him our best. Yeah, on Sunday, Reverend Ben Pastor something said we will love gifts and love gifts best. Love gives the best. And you see, some people may not have that all the way here was the abundance and there will be increase and all. But you see, these are the critical things that bring all of these other things. Because you see, most people are naturally selfish. So when they come to church, they are not listening to the lessons, so they are listening to the, they are looking for the blessings. <laughs> and so, but they don't know that it's the lessons that produce the blessings. And the lessons that sustain the blessings. He said, love gives, if you love the Lord. And Solomon loved the Lord. And he gave, he sacrificed a thousand cattle. He loved the Lord. And he did not just do something. He gave the best. Nobody had ever done that before him. Is there anybody here that you desire that something that you do in the house of God, you'll be the first person who has ever done such a thing. Wow. Those are the quality of people that God is looking for. Not just something everybody is doing it and so, and then you do it anyhow. No, he wants quality love. Quality love. How quality is your love? How quality is your love? Or you have allowed your love to be diluted. You know love can be diluted. Let love be without dissimulation. Romans chapter 12. Is it the verse number 10? Or, am I right? Romans chapter... 12, I think. Can we, can we look at that scripture, please? Romans chapter 12, verse number 10. Let love be without dissimulation. Let it be, be without pretense. Uh-huh. Be kind of affection one to another. Let's look at the verse 11. Verse 9, rather, right? Verse 9, verse 9. Say, so be kindly affection. Verse 9, please. Verse 9. That let love be without dissimulation. Can you give me the New King James Version of that scripture? And we look at the NIV after that. Uh-huh. What did you say about that? Say, let love be without hypocrisy. This New King James. Give me the NIV. Uh-huh. NIV. Say that I know you are faster. Say, love must be sincere. So you see, he's talking about the quality of the love. It's talking about the quality of the love. Can we look at Amplified Version? Amplified Version. Glory to Jesus. Amplified Version. So let your love be sincere. A real thing. <laughs> A real thing. Today I pray against fake love. I pray against any pretentious love. I pray against any hypocritical love. 
I pray against any diluted love. Let your love be hot and passionate. It's at that point that people start thinking that ah, you are crazy for Christ. You are mad for Christ. At that point, it does not even matter whether you live or die. You see, and God is calling for somebody, a brother and a sister, who rise up to this call. To this call. To this call. And you see, whatever you are doing for God, if it is motivated by love, it increases. It increases. It increases. If you are serving God in one capacity today, if you are walking in real love for God, you realize that you it will keep adding on. He unto him that has more shall be given. But when you begin to lose the things that you are doing for God one by one, it should tell you that you are losing something on the inside. Losing something on the inside. Losing something on the inside. So if you are given, today you give God a thousand. You give God two thousand next time. You give God three thousand next time. There are some, if you look at your giving life, you rather seem to be depreciating. Something is wrong with your love. Something, it's not about the money, brothers and sisters. No, 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 no. It's about the law. You know, amazing thing I discovered. Anytime I have a fresh revelation of God, I want to give God more. I want to give God more. I want to give God more. There was an instance that I wanted to give, uh, sow a seed uh, into the life of a minister of God of $500. And so I, I prepared my offering, $500. You got it was uh, it was not an easy thing because it was <laughs> I had been blessed by God with some thousand dollars and so parting with five hundred dollars is like taking half of the cake and then I so I prepared it but I, I was listening to that man of God minister and the message was so it was a blessing to me it inspired me to love God more I went to gather the other five hundred and I <laughs> glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. What had happened? You see, that is the power of love. That is the power of love. It is love that caused Jesus Christ to come away from millions of miles away to come to the earth. Do you know how far heaven is from the earth to come and die for us? Let love be with sincere, not hypocritical, not pretentious. You see, that's why I have a challenge with somebody who will get offended and then dissociates himself from the things of God. No, it should never happen. It should never happen. No offense with anybody should ever cause you. Look, don't interfere between you and God. Don't interfere you and man, your relationship with man, to affect you and God. It should never happen. It should never happen. Glory to Jesus Christ. Let love be sincere. Tell somebody beside you, let love be sincere. Let the person hear your voice. Let love be sincere. <laughs> I don't know who you are looking for on that side, but this is the one who works with the Spirit. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Let love be sincere. I don't know, but this is not my message, but I, I feel God is healing and strengthening us. Look, there are some of us, God wants us to advance. We are winning souls before. We're doing crusades before. We're doing things for God. But now, we have relaxed. We have relaxed. We have relaxed. And so, when we are talking, oh, back in those days, back in, why, why should you back in those days? What about today? Oh, when we're in transfer generation, what about today? What 
today. I used to do this. I used to, I remember I went to minister at a school in, uh, Kumasi, a certain girl's school. And as I was ministering, the power of God started falling on them. And they were, they were speaking in tongues. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. They were prophesying. Some were being delivered of demons. Me, myself, I had not seen that thing before. That was one of the first times I was seeing the power of God. I think it was the first time I was ministering and power was moving like that. Man, I was enjoying it. Uh, I felt like a prophet. Uh, uh, you know, but I was a student from here and here. And there was a certain man. He was a teacher in the school. He, he couldn't even come close. He was trying to say, God, I should stop what we were doing. And then you know what he said? He said that it's not that I'm a bad person. Me to this thing, I used to do it. I used to do it. I used to cast out devils back in the day. Was, I think it was a Methodist or Presbyterian elder or deacon or something. He said, yes, we used to say that we cast out. And what struck me is why are you saying that you used to do it? Today, the thing that you used to do, that was a blessing. You are fighting it. Keep yourself in the love of God. Do you know why you need to keep yourself in the love of God? If you don't keep yourself in the love of God, the thing that you do for God today, you may end up fighting those things tomorrow. You may end up fighting those things tomorrow. Keep yourself in the love of God. Keep yourself in the love of God. Keep yourself in the love of God. And in the patient waiting for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ at his return, keep yourself in the love of God. We need to keep ourselves. So, that is my message for today. What does it mean to keep yourself in the love of God? Number one, maintain your love for God. The calling into Christianity is the calling to heartfelt love for God. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 to the verse number 6. said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one Lord. Say, I say only one God. Say, God is one. Look, anybody who tells you that there are two gods, three gods, five gods, no, no, tell the person God is one. Deuteronomy 6, 4. So whenever somebody is trying to argue about with you, just quote Deuteronomy 6, 4. The Lord our God is one Lord. It's one Lord. Glory to Jesus. And the verse 5 says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God. With what? All thy what? Come on, shout at me. All thy what? I'm giving you opportunity to shout at me. I say, all thy what? And with all thy what? And with all thy what? You see, man is made of three dimensions. The heart talks about the spirit, the soul talks about the soul, and the mind talks about the body. That means I love God with everything that you are. God is not demanding just for your spirituality. He's demanding for your mind, your emotions, your will, your decision making. He's actually even demanding to affect how you treat other people, affect how you think. And then he wants your mind, your physical body. So it means that when you are loving God, it's not just about me, the love of God is in my heart, and then I'll dress, so you dress anyway. No, no, it's not about outward appearance. No, it's about the heart. Master, if it is in the heart to affect your outward appearance. To affect your outward appearance. To affect your outward appearance. Maybe don't you know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. How can you say you love God that you cannot see? And yet the one who created his image, you cannot love him or her. Awesome, sir. Is it, please. As much as it's in you, let it learn to flow with the brethren. 
Yeah, I, I, I group. Oh, group, man. Who's probably a wine and grow for me group? I'm a level. So what level are you? That we, I'm a type. And to you yourself know, what type are you? <laughs> Android, Anabra. Charger type CEO. What type are you? And because of that, we are not able to flow together. And you know the amazing thing? This is one of the things that cause people not to come stay in church. Because when they come to church and they think they are coming to a place of love, they are sitting back and they can see that this brother and this sister uh, as the moon flows out. And then they are noticing. People look at things. So. I have seen that people observe things a lot. There's no signs or course in school that can tell the mind of a man on the face. Somebody can be looking at you and the person looks like they love you, but I say, I'll kill you. <laughs> That's no science. So, people observe. And when they come to the house of God and they see brothers who are supposed to be the elder, their elder brothers, sisters who are supposed to be their elder sisters, and I saw cry, I said, they are. The thing I'm running away from the world. I have entered the church. It's even worse in the church. Why don't I just relax and go back to where I came from? May your life not drive someone away from God. I said, may your actions not drive someone away from God. Let your love be hot. We should have a contagious kind of love. You know, somebody can love somebody so much. That another person will see it and say, feel like that. Lasting loving is good. Again, the fact. You should have that kind of love that can motivate others to love. Motivate others to love. They see that the way you flow in the things of God, and you're like, wow, oh my God. I want to love God like the way she loves God. I want to love God like the way he loves God. But some of us, if some buffaloes do become Christians, smart men and women. Yeah, the agenda number. And they are telling the leaders that one of the reasons why the church is not growing at the speed it's supposed to grow is because of them. And it looked like it was an accusation, but no, that was actually a revelation. Because some of our attitudes. And I'm not saying because they are bad people, because probably you are even worse than them. <laughs> Amen. Someone says, oh, they're bad. No, no, no. We need to learn. Do you understand? We need to learn and we need to grow out of our challenges. Sometimes the way I one leader, and you see, if you're a leader, you are, you are regarded in a certain light. Maybe you and the brother are the same level, but then because you're a leader, it has pushed you up. Now the person looks at you and in he involuntarily takes cues for his or her life from you. One of the things that caused me to learn how to go for church meetings late <laughs> was because I saw that brethren that I was expecting, I was going for youth meeting, the youth meeting was supposed to start at 6.30 and then they would be coming at 7.15. I was like, because I had just found fresh love for God. Me, I was there at 6.20. If at 6 o'clock I was there waiting for 6.30, hey! Nobody is around. No leader is around. 6.45. Hey. 7 o'clock. And now they have started appearing. 
the service started at 7 15. If you love God, you want to be in the presence of God, so that worship God quickly. There was me, fresh believer. I had just come inside. I didn't know much. So I was expecting that they would teach me. Before I realized, I started to, by the third meeting, me, I was coming after seven. What do you mean? I should come and arrange the church for you. What I did, and they had affected my love for God. So now God had to do another surgery on me. To now that, even that one cried, the way it took, it took God years to bring me back to the society. I wonder whether he even succeeded. <laughs> but that is the impact of brethren on my heart. Too. Holy Ghost has poured his heart love in my heart. But brethren, my God, powerful brethren. Holy Ghost has said it's the love of God that brought in my heart. But brethren are so powerful in their influence on me. It affected the density of my love. Brethren. <laughs> Somebody say brethren, <laughs> sistering. <laughs> Please, for the sisters who think I'm not talking about them, brethren means brothers and sisters. <laughs> Combination, exactly. Combination therapy. Glory to Jesus Christ. Your love for God will touch another person to love God. So maintain your love for God. Say, oh, hear, oh Israel, the Lord our God is one. Love the Lord with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, all our strength. Everything in you, love God. What does it mean to keep yourself in the Lord? Number two, maintaining your faith in God. If you love God, you believe in Him. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. It is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must first believe that He is. And that is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. We have been called to worship the one who who eyes have not seen the invisible one. It takes faith to seek him. So, keeping your faith in the Lord. Keeping your faith in God. If you listen to Dr. Bempa on Sunday, you realize that he just trying to motivate us to still believe in the invisible God. That he's able to intervene in the affairs of our lives. Simple message. If you are really listening to him, it was as though he was just trying to encourage us to come back to the days where Christians would say that, I'm believing God. When I started working with God, one of the things that Christian brothers used to say was that, oh, the end of this, I'm going to pray about it. Help me to pray about it. I'm praying about it. I want to hear from God about it. I want to know what God is saying about it. But nowadays, I don't hear that much. Something is happening to our love. If it is the will of God. If God has said it. Once it's the desire of God, I'm ready to adjust to it. Now, people don't want to adjust for God. People don't want to adjust for God. And that is using it in financial terms, but it applies everywhere. Like the way we have decided to sideline this brother out, Pastor Dumasa, the preaching. Let your love for God be stirred up again. Number three, what does it mean to keep yourself in the love of God? It means remaining aglow, higher, aglow and fervent for the things of God. Keeping your spiritual fervor and fire alive. Christianity without fire is very boring. Christianity without fire. You see, you need to be a Christian. You need to be a Christian who is on fire for God. 
Don't Christianity is not Christianity. Christianity is a call to fire. The Bible said that he will baptize us with the Holy Ghost and with fire. When you come to the house of God, your prayer should be you should be a raptor. It should be somebody who is alive. Oh, when the word of God is coming, you are saying, Wow, glory. I love that word. I love that word. Your Christianity should be alive. It's evangelism time. They say it's six o'clock, you should be there five forty five. You are moving all the time. It seems as though you are the championata of the church. The championata of Christianity. That is real Christianity. People don't know that. They are using worldly terms. Worldly definitions to define what Christian virtues are. You should be the one who is... Listen, it is not about whether somebody is doing it or not. You love God. You love God. You love God. Look at when they said that, ah, Jesus is alive. Look at the speed with which John, the Bible said, he ran ahead of Peter. And the other brethren were in the room saying, hey, what news is this? What is all? We were sorry. You see, but the Bible called, and he's the one that the Bible said, this is the one who loved the Lord. And whom Jesus loved. Christianity without fire. Huh? No, 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 no. Let love without dissimulation. He said that do not be slothful in business, but servant in spirit. Romans 12 11. Be not slothful. Your Christianity should not be a lazy kind of Christianity. Oh, I come at any time. No. You feel very bad. You feel very bad. You see, if you're a Christian and you come to church late and you don't feel bad about it, your love for God is not fire. It's not full of fire. You are not fervent in spirit. Or you miss Christian meetings and you don't feel bad about it. Or you can stay in church and say that this is the reason I'm, I'm you stay in the house on a church day and say this is the reason I'm staying in the house. I won't do it. And then you are okay with yourself. Your excuse is good enough for you. Sister, brother, your fervency has gone down. Your fervency has gone down. Christianity is a conscience, you know. Whenever we do something that is not consistent with our beliefs, our conscience must work. We must feel it. We must feel it. We must feel it. Yes, you are not perfect. But you commit a mistake, you commit an error, you commit a sin. And then you, you come out of it. You should feel bad about it. Not that that is what's taking you to hell. But that Jesus died. His death for me was too expensive for me to reduce it to living this kind of life. You must feel something. Romans 12:11. It says that let us not be slothful in business. Look at that. It says not slothful in business. Business means work. So in your Christian work, what is your assignment in the house of God? How fervently do you do it? You see, a choirista and it's time to sing and then Instead of rushing to the stage, it's now that it's doing catwalk. Oh. <laughs> sister, sister. Brother, brother. Very soon we are going to have a lot of brothers singing, so I'll start calling them forth. You are supposed to sweep the church. And then, maybe for one reason or the other, he could not come. And he never called us, oh, let me call the leader and say, oh, I can't come to this. So call somebody to replace me before the time so that the church will be in order. And you don't feel anything. You are being slothful in business. 
Fervent in spirit. That is a glow. Serving the Lord. Give me, change that to uh, New King James. Let's do some quick uh, comparative studies and then we can close. No lagging in what? Diligence. Fervent in spirit. Serving the Lord. NIV. Never be what? Can we read it? Be lacking in what? Zeal. What is zeal? Passion. Passion. Passionate love for God. That is what Christian love is. It is passionate. Never be locking in zeal, but keep your spiritual words fervor serving the Lord. Amplified version. Amplified version. What we are doing is comparative studies. That's how you should study your Bible. So get very when you get money, don't go and buy go back. buy uh, other versions of the Bible. <laughs> It's a never lack in zeal and what? Endless endeavor. But be what? And what? Burning. Burning. Hi, 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 hi. So those is when you come and it's prayer time. Woo, glory. Shagabra. Hurrazataya. I've got to see you, Lord. I've got to experience you, Lord. Oh my God. I've got to feel your power, Lord. Randos. Kerumazi. Rekatos. I'm tired of and they don't do it with they do their face like they are doing it. Hey, your zeal is going down, brother. Your zeal is going down, sister. No matter what position you are in, especially when you are a leader, you see. What, a leader, you should be very, very careful. Do you know why? But sometimes you can get tired because of the work. For instance, even in the work that we have uh, last week's program through Sunday, you see a lot of leaders and they were doing a lot of things. Sometimes you can get so physically exhausted, you become emotionally uh, frustrated or emotionally slow. So you need to always. So that's why the scripture is for you. Keep yourself in the love of God. Keep yourself in the love of God. Keep yourself in the love of God. It means I'm maintaining your glow. Becoming a glow, my God. Well, you, should, you should carry a certain kind of faith, my God. Even when there's a problem, say, oh, all things are working together for my good. scripture. I am a child of God. I'm born of God. The word of God is at work in me. All the time, your faith is alive. For every picture, you should have a scripture. Don't worry about what anybody says. You are being fervent for the Lord. Fervent. He said, keep your spiritual fire burning. 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 Never get lax. We should get to a place. You come to church. Service has not started yet. Oh, you are just about five minutes before time. You don't come and sit there and then be watching Facebook or watching Instagram or reading WhatsApp. Having to realize that those things are now taking away all our attention from God. Ah. You know, can I tell you something that the Spirit of God is just telling me? God says He's jealous of WhatsApp. He's jealous of Instagram. He's jealous of YouTube. He's jealous of Facebook. Because those days when you are using Yam, you are, you come asking, now you have got a little smarter in the phone now. You've forgotten that. I just waited for sister for them. Even when they start crying, you have to be told before you get up to pray. 
Are you here, prayer leader? Will we rise up to pray? Why should they tell you to rise up to pray? Don't you know that you rise up to pray if you love God? You see, the church is, because people who go out there, there's a lot of things that take away our love for God. So that's why you should come to church often. Because this is where your mind is brought back to the things of God. And that is my work. To bring you back to the things of God. Because he said, because iniquity shall abound. A lot of suggestions that will take your mind off spirituality. They are out there in the world. Some of us, even from here to the house or wherever we are going, something will meet us on the way, which will tempt us. I say, maybe we are quiet so that it was better. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! A forming new word. Church is important too. It helps maintain our spirituality. Maintain our spirituality. That's why we come. We don't do gimpa. I know a lot of gimpa principles I can teach you. I know a lot of pharmaceutical principles I can teach you or health things I can teach you. But see, what gives life is spirits. He's looking for those who worship him in spirit and in truth. Maintain your glow. Maintain your glow. Maintain your glow. Maintain your glow. Keep yourself alive. Keep your love. Keep yourself in the love of God. There are too many benefits, but we don't have much time. Our time is up. So maintaining, keep yourself in the love of God is maintaining or remaining a glow for the things of God. Keeping your spiritual fervor and fire. Maintaining your fervency in serving God through soul winning and kingdom advancement. You never lack. You never slack. The Bible says, Cursed. Cursed is the one whose sword does not draw blood. Anytime your sword is no longer drawing blood. Those days, every time you come to church, you have to call at least. You have made a covenant with God. I will call 10 people before I come to church. So invite them to come to church. Those days, you wake up and you say, ah, on my, this is my, 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 my visitation. You see, Christian work is made up of, especially if you want to serve God in discipleship, it's made up of four components. Number one, evangelism. Number two, visitation. Number three, counseling. Number four, intercession. If you are an effective Christian, lover of God with discipline, these four things are constantly working. Every single day, we are going back there. I am seeing God raising a church tonight where we are going back to daily service of God, daily worship of God, daily advancement of the discipleship agenda, and bringing many unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Rise up to your feet. We want to pray. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website www.ebenezaokolipa.com or call 0546-363957. God bless you.